Well, hello and welcome to the PMQ live update for Thursday, June 25th. Uh, I'm here back in my home studio. Uh, I have a good friend here. I've been getting to know him over the last couple of days, Mr. Gavin Lawyer. Why don't you say hello to the world, Gavin? What's happening? How is, how's everybody doing? How are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Great. Very casual. And that's actually what I wanted to kind of convey here. This is going to be a very casual, very just kind of down to earth conversation between two pizza people. We might touch on the situation a little bit, but then we're going to divert from that. So, um, you know, Gavin, I, you know, I was uh, turned on to you by uh, one of our U.S. Pizza team members, Mr. Joy Carvelis of Carvelis Pizza Co. in um, uh, Hogansville. So I wanted to just kind of get a background of you. I mean, he, you, you've got 40 years experience. Um, and I think you told me yesterday you consider yourself old school. So why don't you introduce yourself? Tell us what old school means. And, uh, you know, you got about three or four minutes just to get us to know who Gavin Lawyer is. Of Actually, I'm sorry. Actually, he's a, of Jaboni's Pizza, uh, Jaboni's Pizzeria in Maryville, Tennessee. So all right, all right. why don't you, yeah, why don't you tell us who uh, Gavin Lawyer of Jaboni's Pizzeria is and what you guys do? We uh, we're a full-blown pizzeria. We um, we have everything from calamari uh, to lasagna, stuffed shells, chicken wings. Uh, we make Sicilian uh, grandmas regular pizza. Uh, we don't deliver. We have pickup phone. We have a full bar. Uh, we. We've done. We've come a long way since I moved to Tennessee 14 years ago. This is my third place. Um, basically, uh, you work hard, you get to where you got to go. I started doing this when I was about 14, 15 at PJ's Pizzeria with Wayne Dietzel. That guy was a character. Uh, I worked my way up, dishwasher, 50 cents an hour. Uh, then I went to uh, Mancuso's, I went to Sabaro's, and I wound up at Gino's Pizzeria in, in Long Island. Uh, the same guy who owns Geno's is Italian ISIS. Uh, he's, he taught me basically everything I need to know. Uh, I definitely hone my skills from going from the small pizzerias. Sabaros was okay, but when I went to work for the old school guys, uh, the, the real Italians, they really taught me what I needed to know. Uh, when you make 500 pies on a Friday night, you really hone your skills pretty quick. Uh, I had my own ply. I left. I went to chef school. Before chef school, I had my own pizzeria in my hometown in East Rockway uh, called Dazzles. We had a good time doing that for three years. Um, gave it to my older brother. I moved on. That's when I went to chef school. Actually, I gave it to my younger brother. Uh, they both had it, and my younger brother did very well there. Uh, so I moved to, uh, you know, I tried the thing. That, I went to chef school, and uh, I went back to the pizza rib business because uh, they paid a little bit more money with my experience. But it was definitely worth going to the, to the New York restaurant school. Um, it basically hooked. well, and that's uh, yeah, and that's well, and that's something we're going to talk about a little bit later too. But um, so you pretty much cut pretty much cut your teeth on the streets, for lack of a better term. You had a lot of street learning, and then you went and got some book learning at the restaurant school. So we're going to come back to that. So, um, and, and you mentioned that, um, you are Long Island pizza, uh, but you, and you're definitely, we can tell you, you, you know, you got that upstate New York added to the, you know, confidence and all that. Long, you brought, Long Island. Long Island. <laughs> Long Island. I, I do Long Island. 
I'm sorry. So Long Island, but you brought that down to Tennessee. Long Island pizza. What do you consider is Long Island pizza a style or is it different from New York? And then, honestly, did you have to teach Tennessee to appreciate what Long Island pizza is? It was. It was. It's very hard to teach someone to like. I like. I, like we spoke before. Um, when you've gone to the same pizza for the last thirty years, you used to one way, and uh, you know that's your favorite place, and I understand that. Uh, I brought the pizza right down there because I. I think Tennessee needed it in a sort of kind of way. Um, what I learned in Long Island and compared to New York, because everyone else says it's New York style. I don't really never made myself to think that I'm a New York style. I'm, I'm my own style. I don't have to play myself as a New York style person. Uh, we like the Long Island from the slice. Uh, we sell slices. And so I figured the difference is uh, between a pizza place and a pizzeria. A pizzeria, I have a full menu. Uh, pizza place would be like, I assume those chains that sell pizzas and blah, blah, blah. But they don't have the chicken roll. They don't have the fried carbon. They don't have the muscle marinara. They don't have the zoop of the fish. They don't have the Italian dishes. They don't have the real marinara sauce. We make, you know, the tomato sauce, everything's from Italy. So I consider myself a pizzeria, not a pizza place. Well, and that's, and that, I mean, just to expand on that real quick, too. I mean, because that was another thing that we had is like, uh, what's the difference between a pizzeria and a, a, a pizza place? And is it just a matter of having um, just a little more, like more Italian dishes on your menu? I mean, because pizzeria can is a more Italian restaurant. What's your definition? Why do you consider yourself pizzeria versus pizza place? When I'm from New York or Long Island, uh, everything was called a pizzeria. It wasn't called a pizza place. Uh, everything had the you know Gino's had their name. Gino's Pizzeria, Dazzle's Pizzeria. Uh, if you have a pizza place, you usually have uh, a 10 inch, a 14 inch, a 16 inch um, pineapple. Uh, <laughs> And uh, you get chicken wings and you get chicken bread or whatever bread they sell. And that's basically what you have. And I have one size pizza, 18 inch. I have Sicilian pizza. No one does that down here. I have uh, the grandma's. Nobody definitely does it down here. Um, I make, like I said, I, I, we do everything from scratch. We make fresh mozzarella. We don't buy anything that's in a box and sell it to you. Uh, it's nothing frozen. Uh, I have real sausage. We don't have the crumbled stuff. I mean, we, there, there's a fine line between a pizza place and a pizzeria. Uh, am I a little bit more expensive than anyone else? Yeah. When, when you have good product, you know, that's basically what I think a pizzeria is. You come in, you can sit down, you can have a drink. You can't go to uh, uh, a chain and, and have a, a beer, a Peroni. You can't have a drink. You can't have a margarita. You can't have a Long Island iced tea, which we sell tons of. Um, you can have you come and have a slice. You can't have that in the other places. Uh, if you just want to just eat and run, you can do that. Um, you can feed at least three, four people on my pies compared to that little small one you get at the other places. We don't use frozen dough. We make everything fresh. I think we're more detailed than it would be a regular pizza place. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not pizza, but I mean, it's not even pizza inside. It's it's uh. More like you said, more detailed, more more care into the other dishes that you do. Correct. Um, almost a, slightly less than an Italian restaurant that serves pizza. I mean, it could almost be the same thing. You think? It's basically, uh, all my stuff is made with Italian products. Um, right. We sell everything every Italian restaurant does. 
we do everything fresh. I mean, we make even the rollatinis from scratch, and that's why it takes a little bit longer, but we have to make it from scratch because that's the only way it's got to be. But I do want to let you know that, man, this is – you definitely have a following because we have a lot of people watching right now, and I turned around and there's like 20 comments that I'm trying to put everybody up. So, uh, Jabonis, you guys are you guys are popular. Um, so I want to try to get to everybody here. You know, we definitely appreciate, you know, Donna um, – you know, she says just harpy still. And yeah, uh, Leroy, Leroy Paulson, he, yeah, she's a good good friend of mine. Yeah, and you guys both commented before we even started. Uh, so Leroy, yes, we will get to the conversation about pineapple. We're gonna kind of keep it brief because that could be a whole nother show itself. Um, the Dungeon Chat expert says, you know, hey guys, they're they're tuning into a lot of our stuff. I'll keep putting these up throughout there. But if you have any questions or comments, put them over here in those in those Facebook so we can, you know, Gavin can actually answer them uh, in real time. But we do kind of have an agenda. I have this whole this whole page that I printed out with all my extra handwritten notes just from the talk right now. So we might have to do a, like a three-part episode here. But, you know, I wanted to kind of say um, when you came down to Tennessee, did you have to train people what, uh, you know, how to appreciate Long Island pizza or what you were presenting versus – you know, just getting the regular old chain stuff. I mean, did, did they immediately grab onto you or did you have to do a little kind of concerted push it right there and kind of educate people? It took a while. Like, like I was telling you before, I was, since I'm from Long Island, I'm a little rough around the edges. Uh, it, was very <laughs> hard, it was very hard for them to get used to me talking because I talk loud. Ask anyone that knows me. I, I tell you what, like it is. Um, some people got upset about it. Some people liked it. So, I mean, don't get me wrong. I've calmed down since I've been down. And plus, I'm a little bit older now also. But in general, uh, oh, another pizza another pizza place. But I would put pizzeria out there. I almost took that pizzeria off the, uh, off the idea of calling it a pizzeria because they think it's just another pizza place opening up and they just have regular pizza and chicken wings and that's it. But then once they came in, they found out that I had a full menu. So, yes, uh, I had people that uh, it took a while, but it, it worked out in the long run. So, yes, I had a, it, it, it was definitely a long road, but we, we've come a long way and we, we've done very well down here. Well, there's OK. So you kind of educated the, um, the community and your customer base as to what good pizza is. And that's, you know, it's good if they like it or not. You know, they can go with the cheap stuff or they can come get some quality. Yeah. Might be a little you know, higher price, but, I mean, you're paying for what you get. I worked sure. at places that were like that, too. They're a little higher price than everybody else, but it's it's for a good reason. So, and then Jason O. Williams, I want to, you know, yeah, he, he can definitely teach us here. We're going to, you know, put up some information later where you can actually reach out and get some information from, uh, from Gavin here. But uh, so – this kind of this question that Jason asked kind of leads me into my next question is like you had mentioned that you learned um, you've done restaurant school, but you also right. kind of cut your teeth learning from some Long Island pizza families and stuff like that. So who did you learn from, um, you know, initially coming up? Uh, did you learn school first and then the pizza or did you go to the pizzerias and then go to school? I did the pizzerias up until I was about 30 uh, in and out out and in, you know, a pizza man like that. Um, the, the, the place I learned how to make the best pizza was definitely Gino's Pizzeria in Long Beach. 
I worked in Long Beach. I worked in Rocker Center. That's a shout out to you, Ralph. Uh, my buddy Darren, we worked together for a long time. He's a very good pizza guy. Uh, he's been in the business just as long as I have. Uh, I worked in Massapequa, West Islip, Elmont. I worked at Elmont for a long time. Um, so what I did was I, I looked, I learned, got yelled at a lot. Um, and uh, you, uh, the bottom line is you just got to keep your eyes and ears open and try to do the best you can and, and mimic what's good and try to put your own little two cents into it. So when I owned, I opened up another, I opened up a store in East Rockaway called Dazzles. Uh, when I did that, uh, I get, I sold, I was there two and a half years. Uh, I was done. I was tired. I didn't want to do it anymore. I wanted to go, uh, hone my skills. So I went to, I went to New York restaurant school when I was in my, uh, just turning 30 years old. And I, I, I tell you, you learn a lot from it. Uh, for me, um, I, I learned to make, know how to use ingredients and what's special and what's not. Um, you learn, if you go to a place, you should go to at least, uh, if you're going to open a store, you got to go out and educate yourself on, on what other people do. Don't just go to one place. If you're going to work through, like I did, through the grind, you don't want to just go to one place. You want to go to five different different pizzerias, from good ones to bad ones, so you know what to do and what not to do. So the basic, it's basically, uh, you work hard, you get there, you do what you got to do, and you move on. And uh, school definitely taught me a lot. But I went back to the pizza business instead of working in the kitchen because I thought, and plus I needed money when you're 30 years old and you're on your own, $200 a week ain't going to cut it, cutting up carrots in the beginning. So, you know, they're not going to put you in the front line right in the beginning like I thought they would. But so I went back to what I know best. Yeah, well, and that's one of those industries where you got to work your way up. Like, I mean, it's another thing you said, you know, you come in as the dishwasher. Some of those jobs are coveted, like trying to get a bartender job at a lot of places. You got to work your way up there, have, you know, seniority. Um, but there's no better way to learn every aspect of how to run a business than doing every part yourself. You have to, you have to, if you're going to go into the pizza business, and I know a lot of people want to do it, it it's, it's seven days a week, 12 hours a day. You have to do it. You got to work hard. You got to put your head down. You can make a lot of money, save your money, and then go out on your own and go do it. And the only way you're going to go do it is to just say, yeah, screw it. I'm going. And yeah, start off small. You don't need to buy a $7,000, million business. You go out and start slow like I did. Uh, 70 grand got me in the door. And then, uh, and here I am, you know, with a half a million plus business that I have, uh, we put into this store. So, if you work small, you can start off small. Like my buddy Joey Carvelis, who was on the other day, he's a friend of yours, a friend of mine. I've known him for a long time. Uh, he started out with a little small little red shack. Uh, I mean, hot as hell in there too. And uh, now he's he's on his third store. So uh, you never know what might happen if if you listen, you learn, you work hard, you work seven days a week. Don't think it's going to be easy. When you're not going to work seven days a week. You're not. Don't come into this business. Yeah. To be honest, yeah. don't do it because it's not for you then. Well, uh, no, you, yeah, I mean, you, yeah, you got to build it up. You got to, you got to be there, you know, twenty four hours a day, seven days a week, like you said at the beginning, until you can actually start getting a good solid crew. Um, I, you know, and here's the thing is, I mean, man, it's, these people just not stop commenting, and I love it. Thank you guys so much. I'll put them up. Any questions? I think your brother says. Uh, I, I assume he's, got, he's like, who's the best out of the uh, brothers? Uh, the best pizza maker. Um, 
We all know who he is. <laughs> okay, yeah, he says that. Honestly, he ends that comment with that's right. So, But, I mean, kind of going from that, you cut your teeth. Uh, you learned – I mean, what I had up there initially was – you know, uh, street learning versus book learning. I mean, you cut your teeth, you did the stuff, and then you decided at a later age to go to restaurant school. Now, what did that restaurant school teach you? Was it just kind of back of house stuff? Was it, you know, culinary things or was it more business oriented? What did you take away? Would you recommend somebody who's kind of come up and already started something to maybe take classes like a restaurant school? What did you get from that? My, my thoughts on that is if you want to be a chef and you want to run a, a, a restaurant, uh, go out and go to a CIA and, and spend the money. If you really, you start young, if you really want to do it, make sure you go work somewhere first, see if you like it, because you want to spend all that money for nothing and you're going to spend $100,000 to go to CIA and you're not going to like what you're doing. You really have to love this. Um, yeah. You, you gotta, you gotta start at the bottom. If you don't do the dishes and work your way up, this, the, you, you're not gonna know how to do it. And then how are you gonna train somebody else to do it? Uh, you gotta. There's nothing wrong with going to school. You learn a lot of stuff. You can read all the books you want because what you're learning in the school, you learn from the books. Anyway, they're gonna leave you alone. They're gonna teach you how to do it. Um, I think the only way to really, if you're going to be a pizza guy or, or own a restaurant or pizzeria or a pizza place, whatever you want to call it, uh, it doesn't matter whether you have start small, start large, but I, I recommend everyone start small. Um, the difference between both is I got a little bit about out of everyone. I think the streetwise was a lot better. Uh, it definitely honed my skills when I went to Chino's, but schooling definitely helped in uh, – making the chicken stock, the velouté, uh, cutting meats, uh, degrees. Cleanliness is what school taught me. Uh, it's probably one of the most important thing is when you work, you work clean. Uh, you never see any spots on me at the end of the day. My section is always clean. I got that from that. Before that, it was sloppy, blah, 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 blah. You know, it was all over the place. But uh, ever since, when, when, when you go to chef school, they teach you sanita sanitizing is the most important thing, keep it fresh, and don't uh, contaminate anything, which is, I learned a lot from that. So I can't really, I, I think everyone should least, at least take something from the Board of Health to at least learn, don't, don't cross-contaminate anything. And yeah. that is the most important thing. And keep your bathrooms clean. Well, and it's that mise en place, you know, you know, everything has its spot. Everything has its place. You know, make sure... Yeah. You have that system because if you have that system, you can keep yourself clean, even in the craziness. So um, anything on kind of like the business side that, um, that that they were teaching that you took? I mean, because here for me, I would love to have a pizzeria, but I'm a doer. I'm, I'm not uh, numbers smart. I can barely figure them out when I see them on paper. So, you know, is, is it better to kind of have partners um, and stuff like that? Um, did they kind of teach you, did the restaurant school teach you how to understand the, the business side of it? Or did they teach you to, if you don't understand it, find somebody who does? The mine was trial and error. The, 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 the chef school didn't really teach me how to write checks or how to buy or how to produce, or they told me how to produce the food. Basically, that's it. Um, they didn't teach me the back office stuff. That 
That's you know, how I learned for myself. I gave an example. <clears throat> when I owned Dazzles the first time, I only had one distributor. And I was paying, let's say, two twenty-five for cheese. And I did that for like five, six months. And I said, let me, let me call somebody else. So I called somebody else, and I found out I could buy the same cheese for $1.50. And then when I told this guy, the, my first guy, he's like, oh, well, I could, I could beat that price. So the object is to not just buy from one person. you got to go out there and make sure, and you've got to take care of yourself. That's how I learned about buying and purchasing products. Uh, I found out by just giving well, you think this guy's your best friend. Uh, he's taking care of you. No, you got to go out. It's like buying a car. If you're gonna go out and buy the car that you want, you're gonna go. You're not just gonna go to one distributor, one car dealership. You're gonna go to three or four to get the best price. So I had them arguing back and forth. I learned that on my own, and the, the right checks and everything else. Uh, the only way to do it is trial and error. Uh, New York Restaurant School didn't teach me that part. Uh, they either teach you uh, the front of the house or the back of the house. They didn't teach me anything about uh, writing checks purchasing anything okay. uh, you gotta, and you got to be strong you, you can't let them uh you can't let them take advantage of you well and so, this is obviously yeah this is obviously just the whatever curriculum you took um some other places will focus just on that some other will yes. focus on the culinary yeah. why you recommend cia and um the others at the beginning so uh no that's great i'll tell you what we're just gonna talk about the situation Everybody knows I don't like to call it what it is, but, you know, were there any pivots at the very beginning of the situation a few months ago that you had to make? Um, uh, anything that you had to kind of rush to get implemented and maybe something that you're going to keep? Or did you guys notice an effect at all? The, the uh, COVID-19 thing was, uh, I mean, obviously it was a big surprise for everybody. And I guarantee everyone's sick of talking about it. I mean, it, yep. it's, it was a sad thing. It still is. Um, when they said that we couldn't serve anybody anymore, I'll tell you, uh, Maryville and Knoxville stepped up. They kept us alive. Um, it was a shame that we couldn't take care of anyone sitting down and eating. Um, but the people still came in. They, they really supported us. In the beginning, we just had pickup only. We didn't do curbside. Um, I didn't get, I didn't, there was a few people that couldn't work because they had families and I understood that and, and they couldn't work because they didn't want to get, you know, they didn't want to get this COVID thing. So the people that did work, we took them inside, we gave them a little bit more money, but my chefs and everyone, uh, anyone that needed a job that worked another restaurant, I actually hired one guy from doing that. Uh, because he, I guess he didn't want to collect unemployment, which I don't blame him because I don't like unemployment either. I think you should work for your, for your money. Um, so now he still works for us full time. Uh, right. it, it slowed down a little bit, you know, 25, 35, 40%, not even that much sometimes, but the people were very generous. Um, they took care of us. They knew where we were. Uh, we, we struggled for a little while, but it really wasn't that bad to be honest with you. Um, for us, thank God we were lucky. Um, I have good supporters in my life. Uh, my partners are very supportive. Uh, I'd like to give them a shout out, Tim Hill, my catcher, Hatcheron Hill Properties. Um, they said, don't worry, hang in there, everything will be good. Um, so then we started, Joey started mentioning about, uh, my buddy Cavellas started mentioning about curbside, and I saw all that. I was like, ah, that's a pain in the ass. But then I realized, you know, some people don't want to come in. So 
uh, he actually hooked me up and uh, did a little thing for me. Those are my two partners, uh, Tim and Mike. Yeah. So we put on, then we started doing curbside. But a lot, basically everyone come in. We don't deliver, so uh, we're too busy for delivery. And um, but it was actually sometimes it wasn't that bad because then I could take some time off, and you know, because you do it when you work seven days a week every day, it starts to get to you. So thank God I have good workers that that took care of what I had to be taken care of on my days off. Yeah, we closed at eight o'clock because people weren't around instead of closing in normal hours, but it gave us a little breathing time. Everybody relaxed. Everyone did their thing. Um, the, the tips that these people were leaving us uh, were un- incredible. I mean, uh, the, the support was some of the people even uh, bought pizzas just to give to other people that were afraid to come out of the house. And uh, which Plus, is, wait, did you have, did you have a tip jar before? Or I mean, are you, how do you no, split? We never, we never no. did that. They would do it on the, on the POS system maybe, but that's about it. Um, but I'd tell you the tips that they were leaving us, yeah, you know, supporting our business is a uh, gift to the people because they know that, you know, it was tough times. Uh, it had to go up at least uh, 200 to 40%. So, which was, uh, it was incredible. I mean, I couldn't believe the people were coming. They were still nice. You know, it was hard for other people. I mean, I'd hate to be in the state of New York because I don't know what's going else in California with all the stuff, but I, I know that, that everyone was a little nervous. And, you know, a lot of people lost their lives because of this. And uh, unfortunately, yeah. we, we, we hung in there. We did pretty good. Uh, once it came back, the only thing that really hurt me still right now is my bar business. But um, I think it will all come back sooner or later anyway. Um, so... It is what it is, and you do the best you can. You move on, and uh, you just take one day at a time. What else can you say about it? You know, you just be safe. That's about it for me. All right there, the Tennessee Department of Health, 100. 100. Uh, said that's why you get 100s on your inspection. So I'm very strict when it comes to cleaning this my restaurant. Some people can't handle that, but I'm sorry. That's just the way I am. It's not going to go any other way. I'm not going to change for you or anybody. That's how I look at it. If you don't like it, you know, usually they walk out because, you know, they just don't want to work hard. And the people that work hard are still here. And I appreciate them. Every single one of my employees. No, and that's actually, you know, that's great. I mean, because you didn't actually lose any of your employees. You were able to kind of reallocate them to other areas. Um, Again, like I said, I have so much material here. We can go for three or four shows. Uh, plus the community reach out. I mean, I love all you guys watching and all your comments. Uh, we got another guy, G. Michael, you know, Rutigliano. Uh, I'm sure I butchered that, but he says very clean. Um, so, you know. Jim's uh, my tile guy. <laughs> well, we do have, there is this whole pineapple conversation we're going to have shortly, but, the, you know, I'm, I'm leaving that towards the end. So the pivot to COVID, um, you know, as far as like uh, I, I, online, I, you know, I try to find your website, but you don't have a website. Uh, we had a website. Uh, it, it didn't really. Uh, I don't have time for it. Like I was telling you before, you know, I, the only, uh, I, I, like I said, I'm old school. I don't believe in the computers. I don't believe in the Yelp. I don't believe in anything. I mean, like, you don't believe in them that they that they exist. I don't care. 
And, you know, I, 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 I don't have time for that. I don't have time to go on, on uh, uh, my my thing and take care of it. I I don't want to pay someone to do that. I like word of mouth. I'm like, the, like you said, the old school, I'm word of mouth. It's either you like me or you don't. There's no in between. I mean, uh, the people that don't like me, I don't really care anymore. Uh, All right, so like me, no. since you don't like that, though, you understand that it's kind of important for your business. So you've it kind of had some people, outside people come in and help you with that. I have, pro I have, I have feelings, you know, just like everybody else do. But, you know, being this old and, and I, I can't, you know, it's like anything else. I mean, you can't, you're like, like we talked before, you can't please everybody. I, I want to. I want to. Listen, I really want to make sure that everything's okay. But, you know, as long as, not, like I said, as long as 90% of the people like me out there in the world, hey, I don't care about the other 10%. So <laughs> I know that's harsh, but, hey, that's me. You know, I'm, I, well, I no, think where it's at. It's not even that. It's about arguing with that 10% online where everybody can see it when if you ignore it, you can move on to make the other 90% even happier. Right. I mean, where, where, where's that line of engagement come for you? At what point do you feel that, no, okay, excuse me, fuck it. I got to get in here and actually say something to these guys. Because, I mean, that's kind of the hard part is that um, a long time ago, you know, you used to have to send in reviews with, a you know, a letter on a stamp. Now it's immediate. And there are people who just don themselves as reviewers who have no idea about anything. So where do you as an operator kind of draw that line? Um and, and obviously, and I'm just going to be honest here, you're, you're an abrasive uh, northerner, New York guy. I am the same way. I live down here in the south. But um, you know what I mean? It's like the, our thresholds for criticism is is a lot less than some people. Correct. I'm so, I mean, yeah. so how do you manage that? I don't look anymore. So go knock yourselves out. I mean, uh, if it's good, it's good, and I thank you for it. If it's bad, and, and you know, you could actually try to come in and let me see what I made the mistake on. I won't be mad. I'll just give you your money back or, or, or move on. Uh, like I said, you can't please everybody, and I'm sorry that the people that don't have bad comments, you know, uh, I'm sorry that you do. You know, I don't want that. Obviously, nobody does. Nobody likes to be teased. No one likes to be. Uh, no one likes to be put down, but, you know, it's going to happen. And uh, I, it used to bother me. I mean, I would think about it uh, at night. I'd be, I'd, I'd be in bed. I don't think about it anymore. I go home. I think about, about, about Pussycat. That's it. Me and my cat hang out. I go in my pool. I enjoy my life. I, I'm not going to worry about it anymore. I mean, uh, there's, that's why there's other places to go to. And, you know, I want everyone to come to me. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but I wish people would, instead of running home and can't wait to tell, tell I'm such a jerk, blah, blah, blah. He makes people cry, blah, blah, blah. He yells at a lot. I'd rather just have you come in and, and talk. You know what I mean? I, I just don't like, I'm, I'm a piece of pizza, a uh, piece of paper and a pen guy. Uh, I don't, I like texting. That I mean, I like texting. I don't like the phone. I like texting. Um, I don't read the reviews anymore. Uh, you know, if someone gets mad, I can't, there's nothing you can do anyway. So the people that, that like coming here and enjoy it, hey, I'm glad you're coming, to be honest with you. 
Well, no, and I mean, I get that. I'm I'm kind of the same way. I, you know, I just text me. You know, sometimes calls or even, and that's the sad state of our you know society is that oh, I don't even want to talk to you anymore. Just send me a written message. But I mean, you can respond to that at your leisure. But I mean, as a business owner, you have to respond in in kind of real time. I do um, occasionally. And, I and do. then you did actually said I wanted you to actually tell me the story that you told uh, me the other day about. Um, so it sounds like you're one of those guys who's like, is what it is. But uh, you told me this story and it made me, it melted my heart a little bit um, about this guy that uh, had a complaint and he called you and you were actually driving to the store. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Well, I hope he doesn't get mad at me for, for saying this. I'm not, I'm not going to tell him his name, so it doesn't matter. Um, right, right, right. He called up. He said, uh, this happened the other day. He said that the pizza was burnt. It's the second time he got it like this. And uh, I, I apologized to him. I said, I'm sorry. You know, I'll give you money back. Uh, or if you come get another pie, I'll make sure it's okay. I wasn't here at the time when they did it. So, the, you know, sometimes it's out of my control. Uh, I'm not here. So I can't watch everybody. I wish I could. I wish I could watch the guy doing the dish. I wish I could watch the person answering the phone. I wish I could watch the guys doing the oven. But when I'm making the pies, it, I, I, I try to keep my eye on everything, which I basically do, but when the stuff comes out, it's hard to do. So he said he saved the picture of it, and I said, okay, can you please send it to me? So I waited, 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 and he didn't send it, so I didn't know what was the problem. So I woke up the next morning, he sent it at 5 o'clock in the morning, which is okay by me. I didn't hear it anyway because I was sound asleep. So I looked at it. Um, it, was, it, was, it wasn't burnt. It was cooked. You know, I use stone ovens, the Baker Prides. I don't use the... <laughs> The one that gates with the screen on it. So every once in a while, uh, the, 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 the stone is hot, and it goes on a hot stone. And if it goes on a cold, it doesn't cook it as well. So what I think I when, uh, what happened was uh, I got the picture, and then on the way to work that day, he called me on the phone. Actually, he was, he was very nice. We talked to him, and I told him honestly what I thought. Because I said, listen, I'm not going to BS you. I, I want, I'm going to tell you the truth. And then after two or three minutes into the conversation, we started becoming, you know, like I've known the guy for, for my whole life, which was really nice. Uh, we started joking around. I said, you know, next time you come, I said, make sure I'm not here on Tuesday, so make sure that uh, it ain't Tuesday. Uh, I'll take care of you. I said, listen, we're having a 4th July party. Why don't you come over? And basically, you know. And we laughed. He goes, nah, I don't, I don't trip and drive, and I'm already married. Blah 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 blah. So by the time I hung up, I was like, this guy was my buddy for 20 years. Right. That's an example where the guy actually, uh, you're gonna get something, you're gonna get mad, and you're gonna say things that you don't like. We all do it. I do it constantly. Don't get me wrong. And then when you look back and you take it easy, and an hour later you realize, you know, I could have done this in a different manner. And what happened, I'm glad he waited till the next day because I gave my personal phone number to the guy, uh, which I usually don't do because I don't want anyone calling me in the middle of the night. Mm -hmm. uh, so we wound up, it wound up actually to be, I said, I don't want to lose you as a customer. You know, I apologize. And that, like I said, uh, on the way to work, I had him on speakerphone and listened to him. And, you know, he, he had to say what I say. I said what I say. And by the end of the day, uh, at the end of the conversation, we, I mean, we were on the phone for 10 minutes. So it, it, it actually wound up pretty good. That's one of the customers that I always would want to come back. And unfortunately, every once in a while, 
the bottom is burnt to some people. It's great for other people, but you know, we figured out what it is. So we took care of it and we handled it in a professional manner and we did the best we could. And there's well, here. And I don't think this is actually that one you were talking about, but this is another one where they thought it was burnt. Yes. It's a That's little dark, but it's not burnt. Yeah. The, the problem is we make Sicilian pies and we put olive, uh, virgin olive oil on the, on the dough on the pan. So we take the, uh, the stick that we use to take the pies out. Sometimes it leaves the oil on the, um, on the pizza peel that we take the, take the pot with the pies out. And what happens is the oil gets underneath the pies that we spin inside that are regular peaches and the oil is getting on the bottom of the pies. And that's so, going to create the, those little, yes. like see, it's like yes. leoparding. But I yes. mean, that's, that's what I'm saying is that, uh, you know, it, it's, I mean, if these guys think that this is burnt, that's not burnt. That's, we'll call it well done. But I mean, if they ever saw a friggin' Neapolitan pie, you know, they, their heads would explode. Right. <laughs> so, yes. well, what, what really happens because I'm, I'm glad you called me because we figured out what was wrong with it, you know, basically. And we wanted right. But the only way to learn is by bringing the thing in. Let me take a look at it, and I'll, and I'll be honest with you. If it's if it's gone, it's gone. I had an example with a white pie the other day. The woman was pissed off because it was well done. I it wasn't well done. It was gone. Uh, I didn't take it out of the oven. I was making pizza stone. and I asked the kid. I asked him. I said, "What's the pie burn?" He said, "No." When the woman came back in, she was pissed. And then when she, I gave her money back. When she left, I looked at it. I was fuming because it was. Yeah. It was gone. It was a white pie, and it was, it was, it was gone. I would never serve that. So instead of putting it in the box, let me know, because they think I'm going to get mad and yell at them. Yeah, I'll be pissed off for one minute because I got to stop making another pie. But then they, I don't have to deal with losing a customer. I yell and scream five minutes. Five minutes it's over. I make the other pie, and the person's happy, and I'm happy. And I want to apologize to the woman about that. And I'm hopefully one day she comes back, and she's from Jersey, so. I hope uh, I apologize for that. I mean, I I didn't look at it until after you left, and you were one hundred percent right, and I admit it. But and that, well, here, here's the thing too: is that you you can you you need this uh, feedback from your customers just to make sure you're putting out the right product. And right. you know, ninety percent of the time, it's just customer preference. Um, but like you said, you said one hundred percent. You're right; that was underdone. Um, so, I mean, and, and again, there, there's so many things we've talked about in the last day that are different shows. So I will definitely be having you back on again. I definitely want to have you back on with Joey Carvelis and let you guys go back and forth and just talk about the old days. I think it'll be great. But, um, I mean, as far as like, you know, the street learning, I think street learning is right there for you. If you want to learn business stuff, you know, you can take some business classes, but, um, if you want to know how to do this job just get in there and do it basic thing don't be afraid to go and do it yeah no i mean i honestly i mean so uh there's only a couple other things well there's a lot of other things i wanted to talk to you about but uh you know i wanted to say all right we're gonna start with this one first um and this is something that i'm seeing across the industry and this was before the situation actually happened is it's hard to find good pizzeria employees now is it because people are feeling entitled and they need to make Twenty-five dollars an hour, um, or there's just not the passion for it anymore. I mean, how are you finding that down here in Tennessee? Um, and now, I guess even before the, the situation and after, 
I mean, what kind of troubles are you going through as far as employment for just uh, talented people to make pizza? It's very hard to find. It's very hard to work for me, period. I'm going to be honest. I guess I'm very demanding. Uh, I expect everything done. Uh, I bust a lot of balls. That's just me. I mean, but I'm but, also- but do you, but do, I mean, do you like congratulate people when they do it? I mean, are you just that hard ass is just going to be there to crack your skull left and right? Or but do you have that soft side I, underneath I, when, I, when I, they do it right? You give them a pat on the back and say, good job. Occasionally I do, but then if you start doing that, then they start thinking, hey, they start slowing down. Uh, I got my two best girls. They they say, you never say how great of a job I do. And then when I do, they forget about it. They don't remember the the bad things. And now when I get off this thing, they're going to kill me when I get off this thing. I'll tell you that right now because I know they're watching. I'd like for them to come in here and give a, a little shout out to them because they do work. And i like to, all my employees to come in my office and just sit around this like a little campfire to make everyone feel uh, good. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, it, 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 like I said, uh, compliments are hard to come by. It's hard, it's, hard to be, it's hard to be nice and say I love you to somebody or you're doing a great job. It's easier to just say uh, bad things or uh, uh, hurry up, clean up, let's go, let's get the hell out of here. It's easier to say that. And I think everyone else agrees with me because it is hard to say nice things because it's we're not used to saying it. And if, especially the way I was, you know, I I got a lot, but not much. I mean, I was a jerk growing up in the pizza business. Uh, I was loud mouth, like like you said. Uh, I thought I knew everything, but I, you know, you find out, you sit back, and you find out when you fail. Damn, you know that hurts. Well, and I mean, that's not even anything I we've touched on right now, or I want. That's another show again. Is that you've done numerous different ventures of varying success. You know, where you've you've built them. You're almost kind of a a restaurant flipper at times. You know what I mean? You you, you build yeah. them, you get them successful, you sell them. Uh, sometimes you try to build them and they don't work. But uh, I mean, as far as like you having something that you're responsible for. I get that, you know, it's, I don't want to say it's hard to, to pass down praise, but you, you want to pass it down, but it, you want to make sure that it is something that people re- understand is a very special thing. If right. they get praise, it's not, you know, you're not just handing out unicorns and smiley face stickers to everybody. No. You know what no. I mean? No unicorns here, buddy. Just the American flag. <laughs> so, yeah, but, I mean, but it's one of those things where when they, when they get praise, it's deserved. Uh, and yeah. it means something. So, um, I throw a hell of a Christmas party for everyone. That's for damn sure. So, yeah. Well, and, and yeah, even being the owner too, you can have other people who can be that nicer person. I, I don't want to say nicer person, but you know, somebody who's going to hand down the praise and stuff like that. So, um, the, these are different, just managerial styles or owner styles, and. I mean, that's great. I, I think, uh, again, I'm going to have to cross off what we've talked about, but um, I'm not going to let you go without asking about the name Jabonis because I tell you what I've been saying. I've been calling all my U.S. pizza team guys Jabronis for years. And uh, when I saw this, it's really hard to talk to you and not say Jabronis. Uh, you know, so where did the name Jabonis come from? 
it's like a, it's sort of like a curse word, but a nice curse word. It's like but it's not a, like, it, it's, it's, uh, it's more like calling somebody a dummy. It's not a curse word, but right. uh, oh, yeah. I'm just it's like bless your heart or something like that. You know what I mean? Uh, you do something stupid, you sussed your body. You know, how'd you put your finger in the socket? I told you not to do that when you were five. And what are you still doing it for? You such as your bone. And my, my buddy Tim, Tim Hill, who's my partner also, uh, we used to call him, I called him Jaboni. It's easier to say Jaboni than Jabronis. Jabronis, it just doesn't have that zing. Jaboni has a great zing. It's easy to say. It sounds like one syllable. Uh, you're such a Jaboni. How do you do that? What's wrong with you? And uh, we came around. I said, "Let's call Jabonis instead." Because at first, I, I had one called Gabinos, which is my name. I had Dazzles, which is my aunt's last name. Uh, so I said, "Let's call Jabonis." So he, he loved it. So we went through it. The only problem we were worrying about is what was going to, you know, what people think what the real meaning is, which means, you know, more on in Italian. But that's Jabroni. So we got rid of the R. And. Uh, Three quarters of the way through it, after going through all the, uh, not the advertising, but um, the signage and everything else, he goes, I don't think we should call it that. I says, no, 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 no. Time out. I says, we're calling it Jaboni's Pizza. I don't care what anyone says. I, I, you know, they're not going to find out what it really means, which is really harmful anyway. Um, so it's just a slang word. You know what I mean? And... Uh, I, like I said, we've been we've been calling each other Jaboni since I've met him, and we, that's where it started. And uh, it has a nice little catchy name to it, so we call it Jabonis. And no, that's not my last name. Jaboni's not my last name. So, <laughs> give me that. No, I, I, I definitely like. Uh, no, um, I mean everybody else. No, Gene Michael, uh, he, he put it up here. He actually went to the dictionary and actually found it. Yeah. Uh, we laughed about it when uh, when we talked about it, Tim's life because we saw, we looked it up and uh, it fit me. So I said, okay, I don't care, but I'm not a fool. I'll tell you that right now. But uh, I'm just it's just it's funny. To, it's fun to say, you know. Instead of cursing, you say you're such a jaboni. I know? love I love the fact that the example there is from the dictionary. Get it together, you jabronis. So, right. Yeah. So, uh, it's better to say that than a few other words that, you know, people like to say. So it's a funny word. Uh, it wasn't that, aimed at anybody. It was just a word. It's just a word. It, it, yeah. it doesn't mean anything to anybody. I mean, if you want to call me Jaboni, go, go right. Mr. Jaboni, I really don't care. You know, rocks and stones. Remember that? Rocks and stones. Yep. Yep. Well, really after a while, care. you have to put it out there. You have to own it. If you don't get in front of it, knowing it, then it's going to be hurtful. Trust oh, me. One hundred percent. You know, yeah, I had a, a high school nickname that I had to get in front of uh, that became my lifelong nickname. I will not go into it here because it's very racial and very um, inappropriate. But it is what people call me still today. So, um, yeah. So Gene Michael also says, "Get it together." Uh, yeah, so we're definitely uh, – he says uh, – Gene says in his family it was endearing. So, I, you know, I just kind of wanted to touch on that because I, I every time I tried to type it or say it, I, I found myself saying Jabroni just because, like I said, I tease my U.S. Pizza Team guys with that nickname. Hey, you Jabroni, what would you do here? Again, you know, my, I have a, a, um Italian side of my family as well, and, they, and that, that name was Guguts. 
Hey, you cool roots. It's yeah. just me. Wow, we've had a lot of those. They're all yeah. different things. Yeah, so it's 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 endearing as long as you don't mean it with malice. No. Um, uh, no, Ernest. I'm not going to ask him what that means. The yellow light is from Taxi. We, we joke about it all the time with Jim and Taxi. What does the yellow light mean when he's taking his driver's license? It's my brother, so it, and it's kind of funny. He goes, "Slow down, Jim," and he says it all over again. What does the yellow light mean when he says it's slower? If you ever watch Taxi, it's an inside okay. joke. Well, yeah, I was wondering about that. I know I was just wondering. There was three stars in front of that, so I didn't know if I wanted to make it public. So, all right, yeah, he's my brother. He can do whatever he wants. He's in Jabari, <laughs> and I got right, Mike. So- uh, Mike, uh, I got one of when we talk about the pineapple, Mike. I'll bring in the the water thing. Well, that's what I was going to actually go to now because I know he brought it up, and there's some other guys here. So I got to go back through the comments because we've had so many people commenting. We still got a bunch of you know people watching. Um, so pineapple on pizza, I mean, does it have its place? It's a flavor, man. You can't use it. You can't at least use the juice, the pulp. Uh, really? You're just going to shake your head at me, and then that's it? Tell Get me out. why. Tell Get me out. why. Get out. <laughs> what if What if I brought my own pineapple to put Get on out. your pizza? No. I had one woman that used to come here all the time. Uh, she used to say it all the time. I actually did it once. She wanted it in a calzone, and I did it for her. She brought the cal- she brought it in herself. I did it once. I will never. I'm sorry. Pineapple does not go on pizza. It's like putting apples on pizza. Come on, guys. I mean, it. it, it hey. Uh, I'm lucky you got bacon. Um, you're lucky I got. Uh, um, if you want to put, I, I, I just, uh, I have no words. There's no words for this. <laughs> I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what it is. Growing up, my mother used to make pineapple upside down cake, and she made the best pineapple upside down cake. But uh, when when we used to get it, I used to take the you know that brown sugar pineapple, the cherry too. And I don't even like cherries because when I went to chef school, they said a cherry stays, uh, you know, the little red cherry cherries that are in the juice. Yeah. Uh, they stay in your system for seven years. So I stopped eating them. Oh, so, come on. That's like saying. This is what I'm hearing. So this, and I, and, <laughs> and, I, it's, and it's been that way since. So my mother made the pineapple upside down cake. I would take it and just push the stuff off the top and just eat the cake part. Pineapple should not be hot. Only one way pineapple should be hot. And that's what uh, Bob Rubino's used to do on Long Island. Used to get a, a, a ribs and the shrimp and the pineapple in between it with the barbecue sauce on the skewer. Now that, I made it the other day at the Memorial Day party we had at, at, at our house. And it went so fast. It's the only way to put pineapple. I will not put pineapple on my pizza. I will well, never hey. put pineapple pizza on my pizza. I'm sorry. It's just the way it is. Call them at that. Cue the Obeco, okay? Uh, so, pineapple can be hot. Can't you take that kebab recipe that you just had and incorporate it onto a pizza? Or is we that sacrilege? We don't. We, we, we make our own barbecue sauce here, too, for the wings. And for oh, the nice. mites that we have, we have everything's basically from scratch. Um, I just, I'm sorry. I'm not going <laughs> to do it. Beg all you want. Do what you got to do. You give me $5,000, I'll put it on your pizza. How's that? I have no problem. Well, that's the other thing I was going to say is that, you know, you know, if somebody puts it on the menu and they're willing to pay for it, you know, you, 
I mean, there's the willingness of, uh, you know, the menu versus, you know, your morals. So uh, I'm not going to pay $5,000 for uh, pineapple on my pizza. I'll tell you what, I'll come and get your pizza, take it home, and put pineapple on myself. There you just go. a workaround. Uh, there but, you, go. you know, I want to sit on my store. It's on your own hands anyway. So <laughs> and there's another thing about, I, I just, I, it just, like, it, it just doesn't, when I grew up, there was no pineapple on pizza. I'm sorry. There was, there's five toppings to choose from back then. Uh, also, the water thing. If you people from New York think it's water, it's got nothing to do with it. You could buy good bread in San Francisco. You could buy, you could buy good pizza in, in Italy. You could buy this. You could buy that. It's got nothing to do with the water, people. And stop saying it because it's really getting to the point. It's not true. Okay. So, well, uh, no, I was just going to say somebody actually mentioned that too. So somebody friend, from yeah. – from the area, you say it's not true because there are companies who make products that try to recreate that water. So it's, it has nothing to do with the alkaline content or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, they say they bring the water down from New York to make their pies in Florida. Why? It's water. I mean, it, 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 I don't care what you say. Uh, yeah, Brooklyn water tastes different than Long Island water. How come it doesn't taste different from the crust? Uh, the water in Queens tastes different than the, the water in Suffolk County or a lot in Montauk. Why does it taste different? It doesn't. Why do I make good bread? Why do I make good bagels in New York? Because they, that's where it started. Why do they make good bagels? There's a bagel store right here in, in Knoxville that makes very good bagels. And they taste just like it. A little smaller, but they taste just like it. It isn't the water, people. I hate to tell you, it's not the water. So please stop saying it. Bring your pie from New York, and I'll bring my pie here. Because my buddy Mike's from Elmont, and he knows. He's trying to tell all these people, all his friends from Long Island, it's not the water. And I keep trying to explain it to you. Come here, you won't even know the difference. If that's, not, that's my next idea for a pizza competition right there. Is, is bring it on. I'll even bring it up with me, hashtag, just to make sure that it's not the water. <laughs> well, that's great, my friend. Um, you know – <laughs> So um, I wanted to kind of ask, uh, we, we've talked about the name, which is hilarious. I love it. Uh, we've talked about, you know, in finding employees, which is hard for everybody across the board right now. Um, honestly, I have a whole, much, a whole bunch more uh, chicken scratch notes to ask you, but I want to ask, probably end this because we're pushing on an hour. Um, the, well, I mean, we can still keep talking. I have no problem after that, but I'm just going to, ask this, this question. Uh, what is the best tip that you've learned, uh, I want to say, from one of your less successful ventures? Because, I mean, again, we didn't talk about, a, I mean, you've done a lot of things with varying degrees of success. And, and you're not shy about that. You put that no. out there. Um, uh, we just didn't get a chance to touch on that. Um, maybe is what what is one of the things where uh, we always say, where did you succeed that you can tell people about? Maybe where did you kind of fail or uh, something that you neglected to look at? that you could tell people coming up in the, in the pizzeria business to, to pay attention to? Uh, every pizzeria I've had, I've always made money on it. And I tried to expand a little bit uh, after I sold my second store down here. Um, I tried to open a really big, big place. I thought I was sort of the master of the universe. Uh, we tried steaks, and it was steak, seafood, and pizza. And it was a big place, a lot of money. I lost a lot of money. 
Um, the location they wouldn't—they told me don't do it, don't do it. Uh, you can't tell me anything. Type attitude. Uh, I went in there. Um, I lost my shirt. So um, I look at it this way: uh, as my mother says, just do what you know best. And she was right. And I didn't listen to nobody. And I lost a lot of money. But money can be always made. You know, I had friends that kept 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 me going. And then we opened up this place. Uh, they had faith in me, and they, they backed me, and uh, I'm back on my feet, and here you go. I mean, uh, I've basically done well everything I've ever touched. But that one mistake, and unfortunately it started, it was at uh, middle age, around my 55 years old. You know, you, you get a little nervous, like, what the hell am I going to do now type thing. Uh, everybody fails. Abe Lincoln failed. So I, I mentioned that to you when we talked. Yeah. It, it's hard. You know what? As as they say, keep it simple, stupid. And I should have listened yeah. to them. And I and I praise them for finally uh, me finally seeing the light and actually doing what I what I know best. And uh, that was a mistake in my life. And uh, you know, uh, I closed it down. Uh, next day, I got my hip done, uh, and I moved on. I was pissed for six months. Yeah, you know, I guess I'm a human being like everybody else. And now, I don't care. I mean, I learned what I learned, and I won't do that again. So uh, keep it small. Keep it simple. Don't go over your head. Uh, when you go tuna fishing, don't try to catch the biggest fish. Just come back, come back with a couple as much as you can. Um, just start small and learn. I mean, uh, that's basically it. Everybody fails. Everybody fails. And if you say you don't, you're full of crap. So, uh, and I'll be the first to admit, I'm not afraid. Yeah, I failed. I don't care. Uh, I did what I had to do. I moved on and I sleep very well. So, that's <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, what that is. Well, I mean, you're learning and you're able to, you know, pass this along every single thing. Um, I see Earl Nancy Schleesman says Perkins didn't. I'm not sure. Is that. I wonder, is that one of the places that uh, you had taken over? Because as far as yeah. every single Perkins I've seen, they're one of those revolving businesses. They never – I don't know what's wrong with Perkins. I've been there. It wasn't terrible, but they just can't seem to hold their hold their stuff. Um, uh, also, I guess your brother is saying he's waiting for you to go to Florida. I'm not sure. Ernest, where are you at in Florida? My folks live down there. Foreman Beach, outside of Ormond Beach outside of Daytona. He's more in the country, but he this is a beautiful area. Okay. I love uh, Beach. We grew up in there. Basically, my grandfather used to take us to Daytona Beach. So we have a lot of memories about Daytona Beach. Nice. Uh, Jeff Jeffrey uh, Patrick is saying, hips don't lie, Gavin. I mean, obviously, they don't. No. If you, if you can't I, stand. I got two of them, baby. Two brand new ones. <laughs> nice. Not, so you're like, not, at least I can walk. You got to like arrive three hours early to go through the airport just so that you don't sit oh, off. Yes. I don't fly anymore. I drive. You can keep the airlines. I absolutely love to drive as much as I can. Zach says, you know, what's up, Gavin? He's bringing his new wife out there sometime soon. Can't wait to eat some pie again. He hasn't seen you since Gavinos, which that's might be a Zach is the work for me. He's a good man. He All right. Really very is. good. Well, you know, um, Ernest is asking vodka in that cup. No, just me, Ernie. I really don't drink anymore. Only on Fourth July. <laughs> yeah, he's 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 working today, Ernest, right now. 
but uh, yeah, you know, um, I'm just trying to keep up with everybody who's kind of chimed in here. So, uh, you know, I, I like what uh, Arlene says. We all make mistakes. We just have to she's learn from them. Yeah, she's my favorite aunt. So, yeah, her and her, and, uh, her son, my cousin, Bruce Colony, he, he helped me out when I came down to, Knox, down to Knoxville. Um, it was a bad situation in the beginning. Um, I called him up. I said, listen, uh, um, I need some cash. And he really bailed me out. Um, and I paid him back. It took a while, but I paid him back. And he helped me out. And I love the guy for the rest of his life. Uh, Bruce Colony, and uh, greatest man ever. One of the greatest people I know. Um, that's my aunt. She's my favorite aunt. She's my mother's sister. Uh, well, that's great. I mean, you. I mean, we've had the the longest viewership, uh, the most comments, and most interactions. So, you're definitely a very loved and popular person in your area and just on the interwebs. So you win. Uh, or here, let me see what this. Mommy said that. <laughs> My mother and her are probably watching it together. <laughs> that's great. That's great. Uh, and then we got <laughs> that's. As many people that you can get to watch it and, you know, just kind of appreciate what you're doing. I appreciate what you, the information you're giving out, and I know the industry does too. Uh, Charlie Labetti says, don't forget the cheesecake. I don't know what that means. I assume we that's something you guys know. We make fresh cheesecake. And so. uh, I guess uh, your brother says, Joanne says hello. Um, so, I mean, there's so many. If we didn't get to you in your comments and your questions, you know, just feel free to kind of reach out again. I'm going to make sure that Gavin goes back and checks out this feed to make sure if there are any uh, serious questions. Because, I mean, I've got one here from Isgro that just says, ooh, in a calzone. And I believe that's referring to the pineapple. That was yeah. when we were talking about. <laughs> they, they own it chicken rolls. I don't really sell chicken rolls, but they found out that I have them. And I became good friends. They're from uh, uh, the New York area, too. And uh, I make them special chicken rolls. I make them, and they... And they always do it when I'm busy. So shout out to you. And uh, right. we joke around. They're really nice people. Um, they actually became friends of mine. So we talked during the day also. And they love the chicken rolls. So, uh, but they're All the right. ones. All right. So along the lines of what your brother had asked, uh, Gene wants me to ask you, and I think he might have signed out already. Um, wait. No, okay, that's different. Um, no, Jeffrey Patrick, I'm sorry. He wants me to ask you what chop chop means. Uh, I guess it means hurry up. That's one of that's the chicken roll lover. <laughs> so, yeah, he was. They were gonna. They were like, oh man, they were gonna give it to me bad. But they've been very nice. Thank God. Look, Mike. <laughs> Mike's a very nice guy. He's another New York guy. That's the guy with the water thing. It's hysterical. You gotta love it. When I got new comments at the bottom, garlic knots are the best. Uh, oh, Ernest, I'm sorry, man. You, you, your family, you, you get no, you get no more opinions here, <laughs> unless we get you and Gavin on one. That would be a great interview. Um, uh, this one I like. East Tennessee, East Tennessee is grateful for the opportunity to eat really good pizza, and that's kind of what we were saying. He says thanks, Gavin. Uh, that when you came down there, they had in your area, they had delivery big chains they didn't necessarily know what pizza outside your commercial stuff was independent pizza so um absolutely um, there was two pizza places that have been here for a very very long time which i i bought i like 
I mean, I'm not going to mention the names, but they've been here since, I don't know, 1950, uh, 1960. They haven't been on guard for any one of the places. Um, I, I respect them, and I I even like the, the other one that's in Oak Ridge. Uh, some, I think it's it's not bad. Um, they've been I mean, you can name them here if you want. It's, I mean, it's... Uh, it doesn't really. I, I, there's a one place called Pizza Palace. He's been there for a long, long time. Uh, actually, my partner grew up on that. He loves it. Um, he's been on Guy Ferretti. I think that's what it is. And then uh, Big Ed's in uh, Oak Ridge. He's been there since day one, and it's it's a high school uh, hangout. And the guy's packed all the time. So a shout out to those two guys. They've been in business for a long time, and uh, I respect them what they've done. Um, that's basically all I say about that. All right, that, that's good, and that's all I'm going to ask you. So, uh, Phyllis says she likes the pinwheels. Uh, uh, Jeff Broderick says uh, you brought real Italian food to Knoxville, and, that, and, that, and I think that goes back to what we were talking about—the difference between a pizza place and a pizzeria. Yeah, um, I met I met him at uh, uh, I think it was either Dazzles or Gabino's. He owns a, a moving company called Fox. He moved me twice, three times already, so he's top notch in my book. Um, so, coolies to you, buddy. Thank you. All right. Well, I mean, this. I mean, again, like I said, we've had a lot of viewership and a lot of people chiming in. To almost too many to keep up with. So I do apologize if I didn't get to your messages. Um, here's another one. Oh, all right. This one might be a you know. Charlie Labetti says he's known Gavin since Dazzles on Gay Street and followed him the whole. All the food is great, and we appreciate him being there. So you were talking about Dazzles earlier, too. I mean, what, what was Dazzles? That's, was that one of your earlier ventures or somewhere you worked? Dazzles was a pizzeria. When I was younger, I worked at a place called Mancuso's. My, and uh, when I moved to Florida, uh, Mancuso's was up for sale. So when I, I got a phone call from my brother Scott, so I moved back. And I, you can't. My last name is Lawyer. It's spelled L-O-Y-E-R. You can't call it Lawyer's Pizzeria. Um, that's another long story. Um, so my aunt's last name was Dazzles. I, I mean, how Italian can you be from Dazzles? So yeah. I used the name Dazzles, and I, it was a little small joint in East Rockaway on Center Avenue in Long Island. Uh, and then when I moved here, I called it Dazzles. I already had the logo and everything, so I might as well call it Dazzles. Um, uh, so that's where that came from. And then when I sold that, she, she bought the name, obviously, and I couldn't use it again. And I opened up Gavino's. Uh, I used that as my own name. And then, uh, I sold that. The guy's doing real well with it. He actually opened another store in, in uh, in this town, in, in, in Knoxville. And he's doing well. And then when we opened up this place, Jaboni's popped up and here we are. So, looking for a good pizza man. If anyone know one, please bring him here. <laughs> well, yeah, and I mean, like the the comments keep coming in, man, uh, and people keep chiming in. They they apparently love you and love what you guys do, um, which is great. I love to see this kind of. Uh, I mean, we because we really were just able to share this onto your Facebook an hour before it happened, and for the fact that we're getting this much reach out through the people that follow you. Um, I mean that's that's insane. It's 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 huge. Um, so I mean I'm I'm just trying to kind of keep up again. You know Ernest 
Well, I'm not gonna. I'm, nothing from you, Ernest. Of course, he makes the killer lasagna. My mother's uh, lasagna. Don't tell her. He says it's almost as good as his. So I'll let you guys figure that out. But Matt Brown, he says, you know, you know, he feeds you, his boys and his friends. You know, it's a family style thing, and it's the best. Um, you know, oh, Jaboni's Pizzeria. You guys are putting up there something high, Kathy. So you guys are responding to. That's great. Um, Again, you know, they're, they're going to watch us. If somebody responded on the Jaboni's Facebook page, they'll, they'll get back to you. But um, honestly, man, I, I'm going to have to let you go right now. Otherwise, I could talk with you all day. But um, just one final just positive affirmation. Just uh, doesn't, you know, just one positive note for the industry, for the world, for the community, for the nation, whatever. Uh, what's, your, what's your, you know, words of wisdom right now? Just be yourself. Don't let anyone else try to change you. It took me a while to figure that out. I'm not gonna change for anybody. So if you're gonna go out and do this, just be yourself, do the best you can, live life, and that's it. I'm not gonna change for anybody. And I don't think anybody should. Just don't be fake. Number two, uh, be honest with yourself. Uh, Don't lie to anybody and don't steal. That's basically what life should be anyway. And don't BS, because no one likes a liar. They find out sooner or later anyway. So I'd rather have you call me uh, Jaboni than <laughs> my face. You know, I mean, oh, how, how sweet you are. No. Just, you know, if you call me jerk off, hey, that's fine. I mean, I can take it. I'm, a ch- I'm not a child. But just don't lie, steal, or cheat. I mean, that's that's it. That's the meaning of life, I guess, right? Yeah. I mean, for I mean, it should be for everybody. I did actually want to. I lied. Um, and I know I just went against everything you just said, but um, I did promise Joey. He asked a question, something about your mustache. He wants to know how to grow a uh, great mustache. I would like to as well. I, I, I've got, I'm half Irish, half Mexican, so I get sparse, sparse filling. But uh, Joey, do me a favor, shave that beard off because you look funny. You look, you look like an, an Amish guy. Uh, he's got he's got a beard, but he's got no mustache. Um, let me tell you, about, huh? Let me tell you he's about. He's got it. a mustache. Yeah, he's got a mustache. Yeah, okay. My mustache took me uh, fifty years to grow. Uh, <laughs> I, I, in fact, I shaved today for this, which I use, and I can still shave with water. So my buddy Frank, now he's got a mustache. He had a mustache when he was ten. So this <laughs> took fifty years to look like this, and I haven't shaved it off. I think I shaved it off one time uh, when I was in New York. I got a picture. I look too far. I got no upper lip, so I got to hide it. So that's the mustache thing. And no, I'm never shaving it off unless you got five thousand. If you give me five thousand for pineapple on pizza, I'll shave my mustache off. Wow, that sounds like a go for me right there. Checks. <laughs> uh, no, no, yeah, it's uh, no. I get that. Like you said, it took you fifty years to grow. It takes me like. 10 months to grow this and and honestly in the last year it's gotten thinner so uh no don't don't tell me to shave it but um and then like you said you had no upper lip i you know i have no upper hair so i need the bottom the bottom yeah, facial hair. I, I Otherwise, <laughs> no it looks great man it, it you know i don't have that so you know if i don't offset it with some you know facial hair i look kind of weird hey some but, people um, look good Shaved, and you definitely look good shaved. So just don't, oh, I don't get by it. Thank now, you, Joey, looks, Joey looks good shaved too. He really does. 
Yeah, so, it, you have to have that certain head shape, it, and it doesn't happen to everybody. I was lucky when I realized I'm going to have to start shaving. I'm like, let's just see how this works. So, um, all right. So, uh, Joey, go grow your own damn mustache, uh, or you can give him five thousand dollars and he'll shave his. That's it. But pineapple. He doesn't want pineapple on his pizzeria, but he won a minute. But I do actually, honestly, I, I want to have another conversation with both you and Joey Carvelis. Um, after the fact, you know, maybe in a couple weeks, just because, you know, he spoke so highly of you and you, you know, you did talk to me about him after the fact. So I'd love to kind of get you guys back together and let you guys kind of talk about how, where your different businesses have grown, how you learn from each other and things like that. So I think that's another one that coming up in a, in a few weeks, if you're, if you're available. I'm always available. Except, awesome. for, except for Friday and Saturday nights, I got to work. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. That's why we don't do these things on Fridays or Saturdays. Thank God. Because uh, I don't know if I can do it. But hey. <laughs> hey, we're having a party on 4th of July. Come on down. Fireworks and everything. You want to have them. I think I'm, I'm uh, actually I'm traveling on that, but uh, maybe next year. That's uh, fine. We'll see. No, I mean, yeah, you, you're probably closer. But uh, yeah, absolutely. So we'll talk about uh, 2021 4th. I'll be there for sure. Take a picture, so we'll do a live update and all that stuff. But, Gavin, I really appreciate your time. I appreciate everybody who appreciates you because they've been tuned in. They've been watching this whole time. They've been participatory. If we didn't get your questions answered, I'm sorry, or your comments posted. But, you know, uh, we do definitely appreciate you there. This is all going to stay live on Facebook. Uh, the video will go there. It'll also go to pmq.com. So, Gavin, you know, I uh, appreciate your time today. Um, just one more thing, just, you know, give a thumbs up for the, for the world. You know, one, you know, your last head coach speech as you run out. Have a nice jaboni. That's about it. <laughs> just be happy, bro. That's it, man. That's the best you can, you know. No, I like that. I'm going to put that on a t-shirt. Have a nice jaboni. Have a I nice jaboni. Yeah, you know, that's basically, I have nothing more. There's nothing, I'm, I'm dried out. All right, uh, no, that's fine. I know we have a lot of stuff that we could talk about, but it's uh, we're already we, pushing we, past. We went all, we were, what, we, last, just last night we spoke about an hour and a half, I think. Probably. We're at pushing hour 15 right now. Yeah, so we well, still have a lot of stuff that we could talk about. But um, I do appreciate everybody sticking around. Um, like I said, it's nice that we have a, somebody who's got so much content and so much personality. I love it. You're welcome. So, Anytime, buddy. All right, I appreciate it. So everybody, until then, uh, I'm going to see you guys next time on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Go visit Jaboni's Pizza in Maryville, Tennessee. Uh, you can find them on Facebook, and that will give you all their information as far as menus and address and all that stuff. Um, go test it out. You know, he's not going to take any of your shit, but it will give you a good, good pizza. Thanks. <laughs> all right. Thanks, everybody. Stay safe and stay sane. All right, guys. Thank you.